in the game. So we're back with So You Think You Know Sports. We give you weekly updates on things you want to know, like off-the-court stories, game highlights, and all-around current sports knowledge, mostly highlighting NFL, NBA, and sometimes college. In today's episode, we will be discussing Tua Tagovailoa being named the Miami Dolphins QB1, the NFC Least, the Buccaneers versus the Packers. Is it time to hit the panic button for the New England Patriots? Daryl Morey stepping down as Rockets GM. Tyron Lou getting a contract with the LA Clippers. And also a little bit of baseball with the Braves and the Dodgers. But before we get into it, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Muhammad, and I'll let my partner introduce himself. Of course, this is Alex, and I think this is going to be very interesting, uh, this episode, because so much has happened. Uh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. There's a lot to get into. So let's go ahead and get started. So we're going to start with the NFL. So Tua Tagovailoa, the former QB for Alabama, Crimson Tide, he has now been named the Miami Dolphins starter. Uh, Tua got his first NFL game action in a blowout win on Sunday over the New York Jets. And he soaked it in after the game and sat on the field, talked with his family after. So, and also, Tua is coming off of a major hip surgery that ended his college career. So with this sudden news, do you think it's too early for Tua to start playing? Uh, I I do. He did good with those two passes, but I really didn't expect this uh, move by the Miami Dolphins. Um, Fitzmagic is doing very well. Like, I, I really don't understand the move, and this possibly could hurt him more. He didn't look like he needed to be out there and needed to be the starter. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't think this is the right time. Fitzmagic, he is playing well for his standards. I mean, he's still throwing picks and everything, but they're oh, coming out on he's top. He's controlling the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they're still coming out on top for the most part. Um, they're 3-2, and two, actually second in the AFC East, uh, right behind the Bills and then in front of the Patriots and, of course, the Jets because they're trash. Haven't won a game yet. But – yeah, I think this is too soon, and I'm not sure why they made the move. Maybe they think that he's already ready and he can uh, do even better than Fitzpatrick, but I think this is too soon. I definitely do, too. I don't know why they were overly confident for two-for-two two passes at the end of a game where they have already won. Uh, yeah, I really don't think this is a great idea at all to kind of sum it all the way up his that injury it's it's not that important to make him the starter right now it's because there is no backwards on this button especially if you hurt him more and now you've thrown your money out the window at least for a while because you're still going to have to bank in on uh what they've put in on him being the future and with him being the future you should leave him on pause yeah I can see that. Um, I mean, maybe they see something in practice where he can start right now, but just the injury concern, that's the biggest thing for me. Um, I think he's pretty talented. The team around him seems like they are they're 
will probably be better than what we thought they were at the beginning of the season. Um, so maybe they see them, see him, uh, them see him taking them to the playoffs. That's the only thing that I can see from here. But how far can the Dolphins go with Tua? Um, it'd be nice, a really nice story for them to make the playoffs. But I think at max they make a wild card, especially since there is another spot in the. Uh, the NFL playoffs. Yeah. I think they make a, a nice wild card spot or at least the playing spot. I don't know whether that's different from the wild card at this point. Uh, this is a different uh, type of setup for the playoffs in the NFL. Um, well, I mean, I can kind of just run down their schedule and see how many games they can win. So they, they got the Rams next Cardinals, Chargers, Broncos, Jets, again, Bengals, Chiefs, Patriots, Raiders. Uh, it's going to be pretty hard for them to make the playoffs with the schedule. So um, I say they just barely missed the playoffs, but it'll be it, they ha- they'll have something to build on for next year. I, I guess I just think it's not a good idea. Uh, even if they made it. I don't get it why it's not even like mid-season. It's like they really got caught up in their own emotions that he got caught up in. And hopefully that's not why they pushed the button on him being the starter. I know he might look good and all in practice, but we also know he can't be hit in practice, especially with him being the franchise. So I think at when it comes to your question, the furthest they can get it will be an amazing story for them to, to at least make the play-in game, even if they lost it. So that's their ceiling. They're not I, – I really don't see anything above that. Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, they're, they're not making it past the first round. This, <laughs> I mean, it's possible, but it's pretty close to impossible. Um, yeah, the, I mean, there's always a surprise team that comes up and, you know, they do well, but I don't think they are the team. Um, they have a, a very hard schedule from what I can see, and I don't think it really gets any easier. So uh, I, I think this was too fast. Fitzpatrick, I mean, he was doing well. Let him get beat up and injured behind that offensive line and save Tua for the future. Well, I have to say one thing, though, about one last thing about it, because I'm pretty sure you need are going to move on after this. But with... Tua, I think he has a likability. So maybe, just maybe, these other players won't be out here trying to hurt him, where it's different with other uh, high-profile quarterbacks. Yeah, that's one point. But when these guys are trying to make the roster, they don't care about that. They're trying to make as much money as they can. (laughs) I agree. I'm not saying that they're not going to sack him. I, I'm saying they're not, probably not going to do the extra or where they think it's a compromising position where they can actually hurt him, where maybe Cam Newton's hurt in one hip or something like that and they attack that hit, hip. That's what these other players would do because that's all within the lines of the game. But I think he has a little bit of uh, more likability over, overall by people and his story is more captivating that you don't want to be that person who did something too much hurt him okay yeah i can agree with that um you compare him to somebody like baker mayfield like they actually want to target him and (laughs) beat him down (laughs) yes 
Exactly. And he's struggling exactly. a lot. But um, we'll move it along to the NFC East, which consists of the Dallas Cowboys, the Washington football team, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the New York Giants. So the Dallas Cowboys currently hold the lead in the division with a 2-4 and four record, with every other team only having one win. So with the way the season is going for the NFC least, who will win this division? Um, <laughs> um, uh, I don't think nobody wins. The fans don't win. I, I, there is no winner because I, I, hopefully you got a question about the Cowboys because they got straight beat down by the Cardinals. <laughs> like that thing was shameful. It was absolutely shameful. I was looking at it. It, it looked so, so bad. Like, I don't know whether anybody who's listened to this actually watched that game, but it was extremely bad. It was like they they were so hesitant. They didn't even want to go back on offense. They didn't want to go back onto the field because it was that bad of what they would put out in a situation. And the only reason why they got that touchdown is because it looked like a horrible series. Absolutely horrible series. I know I'm uh, targeting in on the Cowboys because <laughs> the thing about it is they are going to still probably win the, the division. But that game was just that horrible. Like the announcer even said that was the worst 16 uh, set of plays they've ever seen for a touchdown. Yeah, it was a pretty bad game for the Cowboys. I mean, the Cardinals just looked like they were having a field day and Kyler Murray, he was pretty electric. I mean, he just has some fast feet and he gets down very quickly. Um, yeah. But he didn't have the most perfect game either, but they still slaughtered them. Um, but as far <laughs> as a winner, I'm actually going to go with the Eagles. I think I'm off the Cowboys bandwagon. Um, their defense is trash and it, it has pretty much been that way the whole season, but that going down, that really uh, brings the level of the quarterback play down with Andy Dalton. And it doesn't seem like he's going to be able to get the most out of the weapons that they have. And then Ezekiel Elliott keeps fumbling multiple times. So this team can't really get out of their own way. And I think from what I saw from the Eagles, they have a whole bunch of injuries. Um, they fought back pretty well against the Baltimore Ravens and actually almost came back for the win, but I mean, they came up short, but I think that they actually have the heart to actually win the division. Um, now it could be one of these other teams, but I think the Eagles probably will win. Well, you know what, after your argument, I'm changing my answer. You know what I'm changing my answer to? The Washington football team. I'm actually not even going with the Eagles. <laughs> because it's that many ineptitudes that's going on in the entire division. And when I think about it, the most stable coach out of them, who I think could actually lead them to a, 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 a not slightly respectful, respectable, a just up under respectable uh um, win lost column that they still will win the, the division. It's like a race though, who's gonna lose the most games with this division. I actually gonna think it's gonna be an ironic year. I'm gonna really cash this in and I'm gonna ride with this all throughout the year too. That the Washington football team is gonna be the one who's ironically gonna win the division the year that they are called the Washington football team. Um that, that's probably the, the the worst team in the division. Um, they, I mean, they just lost to the Giants, 
who lost to the Cowboys. Like it's like a, a domino effect. Um, they all the, bad. It's all bad. <laughs> it ain't so, no good. That's all bad. Yeah. I, wow. This I mean, this is a terrible division. And <laughs> it's I, like you can't I'm find speechless. no good. I, really, I think that look the at Eagles, each team. Look at each yeah, team. It's it, horrible all across the board. Like absolutely horrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But I think that the Eagles, they just have enough heart, at least for right now. I mean, that might change by Thursday whenever they play the Giants. But it's, I'm, I'm just going to go with the Eagles. But I'm moving along to the next question, which is, can the winner of this division win a playoff game? Maybe. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. <laughs> because these are very complicated teams. Like they're gonna they're gonna do what they normally do for this division, but they're gonna do it historically bad this year. They're gonna back into a playoff where the team who only gets into the playoffs is just because they're within a division of a whole bunch of other losers and they just the biggest loser, they're the best, I guess the best loser out of the four. That's what's gonna happen. They're going to fall into that situation, maybe get some confidence, and maybe win a playoff game. It just depends. Yeah, it all depends. I think it depends on which team actually makes the playoffs. Um, I think if Dallas makes the playoffs, I mean, they're done for. Their, their defense is just terrible. And if Ezekiel Elliott doesn't fix this fumbling problem, then, yeah, I <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Um, maybe mm-hmm. if Carson Wentz gets hurt, and I mean, I mean, I'm not wishing this on him. And then Jalen Hurts comes in, and maybe he has that, that new spark for the team. Maybe that can lead them to a win. That's bad, but I was really thinking that underlined too. I wasn't thinking. I was thinking it. I really was that Jalen Hurts is the only good thing in a bad uh, division, and he don't even play. No, I mean, he's played a few snaps, but not yeah, much. But he's not really playing, though. He's not the starter. He's not something I need to be looking at out of all these men and all of these different teams on offense and defense that I'm saying is a hope for a team. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no hope for any of these teams. But I think Jalen Hurts, he can come in and, and rise up because he can do a lot with his legs. I mean, you see all these quarterbacks around here extending plays with their legs and finding open guys. I think he fits into that mold. And as I just thought about it, the two uh, most, the best players of the division got hurt and are out for the season. Saquon Barkley and uh, Dak. Because Dak is actually better than any one of the other uh, three quarterbacks. Um, the running backs, uh, Saquon Bar- Barkley is better than any one of the other players. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess so. I don't know. Him and Zeke, they, they're kind of, you know, head to head. I think Zeke they're pretty year? even. Well, I mean, he's Zeke had a fumbling year? problem. <laughs> he's exactly. had a fumbling problem. But go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, the, some of the best players right now, I mean, they're out for the season. So, I mean, it's possible, but highly unlikely that they'll win a game. Um, But I'll move along to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers. So the Buccaneers and the Packers played on Sunday with the Buccaneers defeating the Packers 
38 to 10. Aaron Rodgers had 160 yards passing with two interceptions, while Tom Brady had 166 yards passing with two passing touchdowns. So with this win, are the Buccaneers back on track to being Super Bowl contenders? Um, I like how you brushed over how they got beat down. Well, I mean, that's coming. That's coming. Oh, okay, because <laughs> the Packers got beat down. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' old bold uh, ass was out here pumping, pump, pump, oh. pump, and and pumped his way to a loss. <laughs> oh, they was like, oh, 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 oh. So you just gonna do that straight? Really, the next play interception for a touchdown. I think that yeah, I think the, right after no, that. No, 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 no. They got a touchdown after that. Oh, oh yeah, they got a touchdown, and then there was another one though. It was a pick six. Yeah, after that. It was downhill. And he couldn't do nothing. He wanted the game to be over. But to answer your question about uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I, I'm still not that confident. I think it was a perfect storm day for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they just they, they were just a better team by a lot that, that day. I think if you catch them later on this year, the Packers, I don't think it really goes the same way. Okay. Um, I think that Yes, this does put them back on track. Um, they did have, well, they did not have the best game in their last game against the Chicago Bears, and especially with Tom Brady for, for getting the down, um, forgetting that it was fourth down. But it seems like, you know, they got back into practice and he did a whole bunch of yelling and, you know, they got everything on track. Um, and he also got Gronkowski involved in this game. So there was some connection there. And, um, I mean, he didn't re really have to do that much. They ran the ball really well. The defense got after Aaron Rodgers. Um, and the defense has always been pretty talented. So once they feel like they have some momentum with the offense playing well, they just go back and uh, just blitz like crazy. And Aaron Rodgers and the team, the, the Packers, they could not handle it. Um, but, yeah, let's get to the, the Packers. So what did this game say about the Green Bay Packers? I think it actually is what Aaron Rodgers says is a reality check. I really don't. I'm not thinking they're fake. Because I actually put me... Actually, this today I was thinking I needed to put some respect on a few different uh, players' names. Uh, for example, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. I need to put some respect on his name because I was, I was hating on him before the season. And look, they're balling. They're doing very good for, their, uh, for right now, at least. They're doing very, very good in that division. And I felt I needed to put some uh, respect on uh, Aaron Rodgers' name, too, because I felt he wasn't going to do well this season. And I, just because they did bad in this game, I really don't think it reflects on the season as a whole. Okay. Um, yeah, I told you Ben Roethlisberger wasn't washed up. But um, for the Packers, I think this really goes back to last year. Whenever they went up against the uh, 49ers, when they had a great defense twice. And once they couldn't, I guess, protect Aaron Rodgers, it was pretty much over. Um, it, it was just a, a, a downhill. It, it was downhill the whole game. Whenever Aaron Rodgers, he was trying to get around and kept getting sacked and everything. Um, and the same thing could happen again if they meet in the playoffs again, um, if the defense plays like this. So I think the Packers are a very good team, but whenever they face 
a defense that can put pressure in their face, then they pretty much kind of crumble. I agree. Like it definitely, they definitely need uh, some better offensive linemen. So if they can find somebody at the grocer who who just big and can stand there and, and be in the way, they might need to go ahead and get that out of uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, so, sorry, not Tampa Bay, but uh, yeah, that is Tampa Bay. No, not Tampa Bay. Uh, Green Bay. Green Bay. There we go. Because <laughs> I knew it was a bay, but I was like, it's not that bay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I I think they definitely need to invest in having a good offensive lineman because they're not going to make it far if, uh, yeah, there's an aggressive defense that comes after Aaron. Well, I mean, they pretty much do have a pretty good offensive line. It's just whenever they face uh, a top tier or some top tier pass rushers, they just kind of crumble. And one of their offensive linemen did get hurt in that game. And to go back to what Aaron Rodgers was doing, before it went all down, before it all went downhill, I mean, he was just smirking and everything. It's kind of, it's, it's almost like he was kind of full of himself. Um, even before he got the touchdown, he was smirking and and I mean, just a little bit too happy. Um, I don't know if you saw that. He got immediate karma. I definitely saw it. He was like, it's about to be a field day. He thought he was about to go off. For real, though. That's how he was acting. He was like, oh, shoot. This is is easy out here. Oh, y'all about to get whipped up on today. That's what he was doing. And then Twilight. And then just red, red, red. Then he was like, oh, my God. When is this game going to be over? Yeah. I mean, they killed him. And maybe the news got into his head, the the media, because – I mean, they had this whole compilation of him talking trash on YouTube to a lot of players, like, I'll, I'll destroy you or something like that. He said that on a mic'd up session. Um, and, you know, a lot of people pile on Aaron Rodgers and his greatness whenever they see him doing just a little bit good. Um, and this was a reality check for him, um, especially whenever he <laughs> threw that pick six. <laughs> uh- as you explain it, I think he was trying to be on some LeBron shit, like some on some like I'm the greatest, you know. Look at me, let me flex my arm. LeBron can do that. He is proven to be that. You can't. I'm sorry, you can't do that, Aaron, unless you doing it, getting that touchdown at that time. And I guess you were getting a touchdown at that time, but that was a little too boisterous, and it was a little too early to be acting like that. He was a little, He was like he hadn't been there before. Yeah, he was he was really feeling himself. <laughs> I was like, this dude is just so full of himself. I mean, it, it was ridiculous. But, you know, that's what makes him him. And, I mean, he's gotten this far because of that. But it was a huge reality check. Um, but will these two teams face off again in the playoffs? Um, I don't know. I, I do think the math about the playoffs, we can't think about, about it the same way. Because there's playoff teams, playoff games, uh, or a play-in game, which then adds in two more teams. And I, I think that's might it doesn't make it likely that they do meet. That one of them are going to get knocked off, off by something. And I think it's more than likely going to be the Packers who get knocked off before Tampa Bay in that situation, uh, before they can meet up at whatever point they've in their seasons out or in the rankings. But I do think both make the playoffs, of course, but the Packers don't make it as far as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. Um, 
I'm going to go with yes. They will meet again if everybody is healthy. Um, I think these are two of the best teams in the NFC, along with the Seattle Seahawks and um, probably two or three teams in that same division where the Seattle Seahawks are with the Cardinals and um, maybe the Rams or 49ers. I don't know. But, yeah, that whole division is pretty much good. Um, and I guess every other NFC uh, leader right now, along with the Saints. I mean, they're, they're still contenders, I think. But, yeah, I'm going to say if everybody's healthy, these two teams will meet again. Um, but, yeah, I, Aaron Rodgers, he he really had a reality check after that, throwing a pick six and then another pick. And they just never crossed um, the 50-yard line after that. But I'll move it along to the Patriots. Um, so they were off for a couple of weeks due to multiple positive tests within the organization and have had to shut down multiple times due to the virus. They were forced into an early bye week and faced off against the Denver Broncos on Sunday and lost 18 to 12. The offense struggled mightily to move the ball and Cam Newton had only 157 yards passing with two interceptions. So with this loss, is it time to hit the panic button with the New England Patriots? Not at all. I don't think so. I really don't. Sound like Bill Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, I, don't, I don't think at all because... Cam wasn't around the team. I think it's just a simple situation of not being prepared, not having a, enough time to actually study things. And he's also recently off of uh, COVID protocol, so he could be still semi-weak. He is also a uh, vegan. So it's, it's certain things I think that he might not have been able to also replenish in that time. I don't know whether he'll be right, just right by next game. But I think he'll be good at least after that game. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to agree. Um, it's not time to hit the panic button, but this just this, this game displays that is camera bust. Um, if he's not playing <laughs> at an elite level, then everything else is not going to work. I mean, the defense still played well. They held the Broncos to without a touchdown and made them kick six field goals, but. The offense just could not do much of anything, and um, they don't have any receivers that really just threaten you. Um, Julian Edelman, he needs to go ahead and retire. He flinches any time somebody comes within his area. Um, Nikhil Harry, he's a bust. I mean, go ahead and get rid of this guy. He's not that good. Um, he was a first-round draft pick for the Patriots last year, um, spent half the season on IR, and didn't do much whenever he came back. Um and they have a running back by committee that really didn't do much in the past game. But it did look like a team that didn't practice too much. But um, it's camera bust at this point. I would agree. Definitely agree on that. Okay, so will they still win the division? Um, yeah, I definitely think they're still going to win the division. Yes. That's actually a really easy answer, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to say possibly um, because the Bills did lose their last two games and they look pretty vulnerable right now. But the Dolphins, they still look, I mean, they, they, they look like they're on the rise. 
and they do have to play them again. And I mean, they pretty much always lose one game to them, usually at the Dolphins. Um, but it is very possible that the Patriots can still beat the Bills. But um, if they keep playing like this, then I mean, they won't win anything. The Miami Dolphins are having a identity crisis right now, so I do not think they are the ones that would be in uh, threat of winning the division because they are really uh, gung-ho on presenting Tua and creating and ushering in the Tua era because if it moderately works, it will continue to keep going on. So Fitz magic is pretty much done in Miami unless certain things happen, things that we kind of don't want to happen. Tua. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and I don't think Fitz Magic has any problem any problems with that because he's been a journeyman pretty much his whole career. Um, he's never been consistent, but there has to be something that the Dolphins see to put Tua as QB1. Um, same thing with the Chargers quarterback, Justin Herbert. I thought it was kind of early for him, but he was kind of pushed into it because Tyra Taylor had an injury from a doctor, um, but that guy has really taken the job and it doesn't seem like he's going to give it back and he's doing pretty well. Um, so maybe they see that in Tua, but I'm going to be very cautious in saying that they will win a division, but I say possibly. I say they have probably maybe a 40% chance. That's pretty high, but I would say... Uh... Yes, I, I definitely <laughs> think so. I really, really think so. You always really is. It would be not smart to put your money against the Patriots. Yeah, in years past, definitely. But this is a new day and time. Um, there's there's no weapons here. I mean, there, there's zero weapons. Um, there wasn't any last year. It's the same people. Um, it's camera bust. Agree. Yeah, it's definitely camera bust. And, and and if the Patriots don't give him a contract, he's definitely going to get a contract with somebody else. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, whether that be maybe the Jets, uh, I don't know, somebody. Um, so we'll move it along to the NBA. So the NBA concluded its season with the Los Angeles Lakers winning the NBA championship. LeBron won his fourth ring. Um, fourth finals MVP and the Lakers get their is it 17th or 18th championship? One of those. I think it's 17th, but keep going. Okay. So um, with, with the conclusion of the NBA season, what were your takeaways from the NBA bubble? Uh, my takeaway is we will not see anything like this ever again like it, it just won't it's not that people wouldn't want to do it it just won't be necessary in the future they're going to go about things differently i'm, I'm pretty sure but I, I was quite amazed i i love the fact of what they did with the screens i didn't feel as separate or different from the regular playoffs other than the fact that, you know, you could dap up the stars on the uh, sidelines and you saw different people in different crowds, that part. But really, we had some of that effect, but really in the, the digital 2020 way with people being on video screens, of course, uh, stars on video screens sitting on virtual uh, seats. So in a way, we had our fun on this. It's just created something that I think overall you won't be able to see again when it comes to just 
that part plus when it came to the performances within the bubble, whether it be Dame Lillard and how he pushed his team into the playoffs and then were pulling off 50-point games or the Nuggets and uh, Murray and his 50-point games. It was quite amazing. But if I was going to – if I was highlighting the Lakers run, it would be dull compared to the rest of the things that happened in the bubble. Okay, yeah. Um I'm going to say the NBA did the greatest thing that they could have done with the playoffs. Um, They had zero hiccups with the virus. Um, They pretty much were able to play every single game for the most part. Um, There wasn't much of any interruptions, you know, besides uh, some of the social injustices. But um, they they did a great job. They had a great plan. Um, I mean, you just look at the NFL, it seems like they have no plan. But the NBA, they just did a great job, um, and everything went pretty well. We had a lot of pretty good games. Um, like you were saying, there was a lot of players showing out. 50-point game by Dame Lillard, Dame Dalla. Um, Jamal Murray might have turned himself into a star. He just has to continue this into, into the next season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they did a Phoenix. great job. Yeah, you Say can't what? forget Phoenix. Oh yeah, I mean that Phoenix was a while ago, dang. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. They they ended the bubble undefeated, right? Maybe, yeah, they probably did. I think. I, I think they ended the, the bubble undefeated. They didn't have a possibility of going into the uh, playoffs, but they ended it. They were looking amazing, like they were an amazing uh, squad. And that's just months months ago. The, the NBA bubble will now be the gold standard absolute gold standard and it will be considered that way if you're if you have to do a containment style situation in any way whether it be the olympics baseball football uh college um nba uh what do you call it the uh, march madness if you do it it had the gold standard will be the nba bubble and everything about how they did it and how they did not have any cases will be the level that you would have to live up to so if you've done well, you'll probably say that you've uh, you've done the NBA bubble in a way. Yeah, that's pretty easy to say. But with those other sports, that's very hard, <laughs> especially considering college. I agree. That's why they're going to be the gold standard that they, they went perfect. That's that, that's unheard of in a way they like they did not have any real hiccups they at worst we had entertaining that lou williams was out at a strip club and now he had to be quarantined for x amount of time or uh i think what mantras harold disappeared for a while uh and didn't come back to the boat it really wasn't nothing too much uh, and then it was, i think it was the rockets player the one rockets player who had a unauthorized guest in there would pass out of all of that and still no uh cases and people were getting in trouble for doing things that would be some uh, boarding school type of uh, punishment. Yeah, I mean, there were still some players stepping out, but they pretty much didn't have any hiccups. Um, I can see March Madness. Yes, they can probably do that because they pretty much don't go to class during that time anyway, if you make it pretty far. Um, but I say, yeah, you can do March Madness. Football is a whole different animal. Um, there's so many more players and having to play all of those games in one central area is just a very tall task. And the NFL is almost impossible. 
Um, so <laughs> it's hard to see this happening for much of any sports. But um, I say, yeah, the, the NBA did a very good job. And I also ask, should the NBA think about having a bubble again? Not really. Uh, I think the real one re- big reason why I don't think that this is going to you're going to see this going forward is there's a different. It shouldn't be, but there's a different type of comfortableness about the virus at this point. It's uh, and I don't think that large of amount of people they're going to do that with again. Like it's they're going to just be on some we're going to test a whole lot. And we're going to do it like the NBA. If we have to delay games, we're going to delay games. Or we'll do stuff like that because I just don't think they're going to need feel they need the collective effort to have to have a champion that way. They'll just deal with how it comes and then adjust. Well, um, I think it all depends on how the NFL plays out. If the NFL doesn't finish their season, then um, I say, yeah, they, they're going to have to do this again. Um, I mean, players won't won't look forward to that, but they're probably most likely they will have to do this again um, if the virus spikes or you know this continues to be a huge threat. Then I say, yeah, they're gonna have to do this again. And the NFL, if they don't finish their season, that's it, it. Won't be good news to do what the NFL is doing or have people, you know, I, I guess be out on their own because they will get into trouble. Oh, I don't think it's a good idea because I think it's going to push some people quicker to retirement if you keep doing this. I know I can, we can't control how long the virus controls the whole social world, uh, but I, I think that it's going to push people even, I would say, like, LeBron, how many times do you want to go into a bubble for three months? Um, I mean, I, they could set up different sanctions you know it, where they could have their family or different guests that could stay longer um instead well, of you how might they do, do the regular you might as well just test it's like it's not that many people to uh test you, you you're responsible for yourself and, and uh at this point you're already looking out for your own health i mean that's easy to say but these guys were still breaking rules while they were in the bubble i agree but it wouldn't be rules just like the NFL, they, they can go home. They can be around whoever they are around. There isn't any constrictions to that. They just test when they go to practice and they go to when they go to uh, any facility type thing. They are responsible for themselves in a way. And in a large way, you know, uh, reason why it hasn't been fully working in the NFL. Well, um I think it's because people are still doing whatever they want to do, going out, maybe not mm-hmm. wearing a mask. Um, and that will pretty much happen in the NBA if this virus continues to be a, a huge threat um, whenever they decide to make the season or the, the next season. So I don't know what's going to happen. I think the NBA actually wouldn't have as much of a problem with that because NFL, they're you can't really make up that many games. This one game is a whole week. You can straight erase games in the NBA, and it doesn't make a difference. Straight erase 30 games, and it won't uh, make a difference to uh, the scheduling. They can just 
delay things. You can put in different players. Oh, well, he got sick, sick this time. Is it serious enough? Whereas multiple players are, right, well, we're going to delay the game just like the NFL did because it's not that big of a deal for NBA because as soon as they're good, they'll play them again or you just can't play with that player. Well, I mean, it'll hurt their pockets. They don't want to lose out on 30 games. True. I wouldn't think they would uh, cancel 30 games. I think they just move them or they don't move them at all if there is just one person. Or Now, if it's a breakout, I think they move a game or they remove a game. You do something like, hey, each team has 10 games that can be removed. And it's no certain ones. So at, a, at the end, hey, you don't have to play these other games unless it's in playoff contention. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not, not too uh, – I wouldn't – I'm not working down the numbers on this, but I would say in general – they're not going to fully, fully feel that they're going to need to uh, locate everybody in one central area unless it is the playoffs. And then okay. even if it's the playoffs, it's really going to be like testing on what whether these players want to be in there again for three months when everybody else in these other sports get to monitor themselves and control themselves when they have a vote on it also. Well, yeah, I mean, that's up to them, but I don't know. Um, I mean, we'll see how everything unfolds with the NFL. Um, we are going to get into the colder ones, so we'll see what happens. But I'm moving along to the Houston Rockets and, you know, losing multiple staff members uh, left and right. So the head coach, Mike D'Antoni, resigned not too long ago, and Daryl Morey followed right behind him by stepping down as general manager. So with the GM's departure, who do you think made this choice? The GM or the owner? <laughs> the owner? I was definitely about to say, quote unquote, step down. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it was one of those, uh, if you don't step down, then hey, you know what I'm going to need to do. So it, 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 I, it's like you handed it in your resignation knowing you were about to go to jail if you didn't do it. it it's, it's just not... It's not the same. Uh, he was already to blame for um, there being less viewers for this uh, whole season and the playoffs because China is not consuming the NBA and has not been consuming it throughout this entire year because they have that type of control. So he alone is a big issue on even relations between the NBA and a whole country. So that, that's one thing. And they were going to let that slide, but I don't even know why they were going to let it slide. Uh, but I, I guess they just need, wanted to back him for his free speech and, you know, America this, America that. But, you know, other players would be held more accountable. But, yes, yeah, just to kind of round it up, it's the owner, hands down. Okay, yeah, I'm going to say it's the owner because um, it seems like this experiment with, you know, small ball and with James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and even before Russell Westbrook, it just has not worked out and they haven't delivered a championship. And I mean, I don't know what the future is for the team, but they're still looking for a head coach and pretty much a, a GM at this point. So, um, yeah, it was definitely the owner's decision. And I'm, I just don't know what the future is for the Rockets. Um, but to go to that point about the viewership and it being his fault, I think that that is a part of it with Daryl Morey, but I also think some people turned off the television because of 
they they don't want politics in their sports because even in where, like where where I go to work, some people were talking about that. You know, I don't like the you know the Black Lives Matter. Not that they're against it. They're just saying I don't want all of the politics in the sports, and I'm just going to turn it off. Um, I mean, it didn't matter what color they were. They they all felt the same way. Uh, true. I, I I can I hear you, and I actually really hear their point because um, there is there's even motives behind the whole Black Lives Matter. Not to get too political about it, but you don't. <laughs> there's there's also questions about who actually controls the organization. Uh, so, uh, and what are they actually doing to put it, that money into the black community about black lives actually mattering? Uh, so that is actually under my own personal review to un- understand what they actually are. Because I think just because we're caught up even on just the fact that yes, li- black lives do matter. That is also a organization. And I can understand the other people's part. And that uh, understand putting it it together and promoting it in that way, even though they don't disagree with Black Lives actually mattering. Yeah, I agree. Um, they were really questioning the people behind Black Lives Matter and um, where is the money going to? What what is who was behind the cause? Um, but yeah, I mean, they just didn't want politics in their sports um, and. I mean, they were pretty much general NBA watchers, but they weren't like all into it. So I guess the politics just really turned them off. And I think that the NBA plans on not having much of any of that stuff going forward. So um, they they lost a lot of money during this time. Yeah, but I think they were going to lose money anyway. They needed to get whatever <laughs> money they could get uh, because without it, what were they going to get? And, you know, a lot of uh, influences were happening at the time because, you know, a lot of America is kind of re still readjust their emotions about even just the movement in a way, because we're all really heartfelt about the George uh, George Floyd situation. But and they, they understood for a while. But now it's it's really it, people are kind of formed their, their thought process back to how they were already thinking about race and connection and uh, what actually goes on in the community. Maybe they're a little bit more informed, but at the same time, it's people will readjust their emotions by all races in a way. Then it's not, it's just going to keep happening. Yeah. Um, so, but we'll get back to the Rockets. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I was on way <laughs> into the, uh, the politics. And, uh, we were, well, I guess it, it may, it does rounding together because it is what was on the court it is what was there and i understand why they didn't want to do that and why nba did lose money off of that so just to kind of tie that all the way in yeah but where do the rockets go from here um i don't know because i was actually i i got i missed thought but now i bring it back in my thought what's going to happen with dan tony because it's jobs are drying up i thought he had (laughs) i thought he had a uh, a bevy of open uh, avenues. And as I was sitting here thinking about it, I was like, dang, when is he going to get a job? Because Philly is no longer a job for him, but it was definitely open. He was going to be the coach if Doc Rivers didn't get fired. Then you have what, what maybe he's going to be the 
no, he's not going to be the coach of the Clippers because Lou just got a son as the uh, coach of the Clippers. I don't think there's any good teams left out there for him. And the one team I would think he would go to is the Rockets, and he just left. So yeah. I don't know when it comes to the Rockets what they're going to do, and I also don't know what Dan Tony is about to do. Yeah, there's not too many places for him, um, not as a head coach at least. So he might have to take a step back and get one of these assistant jobs and no, maybe no, work I think his he way back a head up. Coach to, I think he gets a head coach about, but it's uh, spot, but it's something like the Nuggets. I mean, it's not the Nuggets, but the uh, the Pacers, which is uh, that's not that's an ugly job. It's not getting you a championship. Um, somebody from that team didn't just get hired. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, that's right. Did so, they? yeah. So earlier today, I mean, we're recording this on Tuesday, but the Pacers agreed to deal with Raptors assistant Nate. That is right. Nate I don't know. Yeah, but he's going to be the Job. next Pacers coach. <laughs> like I was saying, Jobs, Jobs is out here drying up. You ain't even got the Pacers job to uh, sit on. I really don't know what other job is out there. Like, can you think of it with me? Like, what job Pelicans? is out there? Pelicans. But, but why would you? I guess, but I don't think that's the job he would want. Now yeah. he's all he don't have options. Now it's real dried up. It's very dried up. Now he got a big job out here. Now, <laughs> really, that really like that really is what he should have done. Because I think they would have signed him, but he told them he wasn't coming back. Yeah, so uh, I guess he messed himself up. It's like whenever you you boast about, yeah, I'm leaving. I got this better job, and then. There's no other jobs out there. <laughs> yeah. He thought he had Philly, and then Doc Rivers got uh, fired, and uh, Philly was like, ah, no, nah, I'm good. And she looked prettier. That's what they did. <laughs> Getting kind of old. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, his, <laughs> his tenure as a head coach might have come to an end at this point because um, he's been a lot of places, and he might just have to take an assistant job at this point. I don't know about a system job though. I I, don't, I really don't think he he says I'm leaving to do a system job. I think you go announcer before you go a system job. I'm not doing that. I'm not backsliding. <laughs> not when I left the job. Well, I mean, hey, they was gonna sign him. He was gonna get his money. They were just being hesitant about it. They were just being delayed about it. I think he would still got it, and he would have been one of the few people still left around, just like uh, James Harden still going to be left around. He, him, those two were going to be the two people where they probably still was going to be left around, unless James Harden had a problem with having D'Antoni, and I don't think he did. No, but, I mean, you may look foolish right now, but, I mean, time will pass, and a lot of people will forget, and, you know, you can work your way back up. So go ahead and take one of those assistant jobs and oh, uh, just take this out. Who? Ask Mark Jackson. But he went to straight announcing, I think. Yeah, but there's no jobs out there. I'm not saying he... I'm saying the opposite. That's not the, really the case that uh, people sometimes forget. And if you, out, if you get out of the game and you can work your back, way back up, he better get a job wherever it really... Uh, a head coaching job. Backsliding will get him nowhere. Well, that's if anybody wants to offer him the job. So he has to get that first. <laughs> True. True. But we'll move along to the Los Angeles Clippers. And they have now 
gotten Tyron Lu as their new head coach. So with this hire, are the Clippers any better or any worse? Um, what's neutral? What's the neutral sound like? An even? Like they're, they're just even? It's nothing. It's nothing. It's a nothingness. I think they've doomed themselves to nothingness, but they've always been not, nothingness just to go in on them. But it is what it is. Y- y'all, the Clippers haven't won anything. We're working on a mental uh, uh, status that the Clippers have never really met, ever met, not even in their own building. <laughs> so I would say this is a neutral. That man was also in the locker room before. He is not out of nowhere going to uh, change the moves of how people uh, interact with each other. They are, the best thing for them is, of course, to get rid of uh, Paul George. And, of course, this might be a rumor, just a slight rumor, but maybe it works out. But it's, uh, there's a rumor out there that they're trying to work up deal for Lou Williams, uh, Paul George, and Montrez Harold to Washington for uh, Wall uh, B. Uh, Bill and someone else. I can't remember what the other player is, which I think would be a great trade if they could pull pull that off. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Um, I guess those guys really haven't been involved in much of any playoffs, especially not recently. Um, so that'd be pretty interesting to see how they perform. But I'm going to agree. They're stuck in limbo. Um, and especially with hiring... Tyron Lou as the head coach for five years. I think that's just way too long. I say you hire him or give him a contract <clears throat> for maybe two or three years and make him prove himself because you give him this long-term contract. You're saying that you really believe in him and he can build the team up. But from what I see, he hasn't really done that much outside of LeBron and has been pretty much, I don't, I don't mean to be so harsh, but trash outside of him. So, they're really stuck in limbo and might not ever get to where they want to be. I do not think they'll get there. The owner has all that money, but he's not going to be able to buy that championship. It's just not going to happen unless you can trick and trick LeBron somehow to go to the Clippers and be your savior, savior. Also, that's the only way you get a championship. That's the only way you get some savior type action is if you recruit somebody who lives in the same city and to go to the Clippers, which I just don't see happening. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, they're they're in extreme limbo, and five years it was too much. I, it, it just that means not only do you think he's going to be good with a championship team with this team, but he can also rebuild a team. He's also supposed to be there for a rebuild team because I don't think anybody thinks. Kawhi's still going to be there in five years, and he's young enough to be there in five years. Yeah, with the way the NBA is now, players move all around, and um, I don't see Tyron Lue being a, a player attractor, especially with the, well, with LA the Clippers is, franchise. L.A. is. It's the city. Yeah, but do they want to play for the Clippers? Hey, you can be uh, the man. At a, uh, with an owner who has money, uh, that is powerful enough. That and going living in LA is enough for me because if it's held down with the Lakers, what are my other options if I want to live in LA and I want to play basketball? Um, I mean, maybe you can go to Golden State, but I don't know. I mean, that's not LA, but it's pretty close. 
That's uh, San Francisco. I mean, it was the same um, no. state. <laughs> that state? California's an extremely <laughs> large state. Like, you really underwhelmed that one. Like, <laughs> that's a whole coast out here. Yeah, but still, I'm just saying. That's like saying San Diego. It's way closer than us. That's like saying San Diego and Sacramento is in the same place. They're definitely not, if you don't know the map. But they're extremely far. That's like saying Florida and uh, D.C. I mean, maybe nine hours. (laughs) Depending on where you're coming from. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I I mean, they they seem like they've doomed themselves with this hiring. um, And they're going to have to make some big moves in free agency to really make this worth it so I, I don't know what they do from here um but yeah they're they're in a world of trouble agreed agreed so i'll move it along to our last subject which is about the mlb so the atlanta braves they blew a 3-1 lead to the la dodgers with the L.A. Dodgers advancing to the World Series against the Tampa Bay Rays. So with this result, should the Atlanta Braves feel like they lost a championship? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think this hurts. This got to hurt for the city. How many times y'all going to blow going to championships or winning championships? Like it, 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 It has to hurt. And I feel good because I'm a Dodgers fan. I know people don't really know, but I've been a Dodgers fan. I'm really a Dodgers fan. Um, I'm even and, surprised. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm loving it. My team's in the championship, and I just had my other team. Well, really my uh, player, because I, 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 I'll let everybody know. I'm not really a Lakers fan. I am a LeBron fan. So my favorite player has just won a championship, and now my favorite team, baseball team in the same city, can also win a World Series. When they were down 3-1, I was – Trust me, I was like, dang, like, I, that, oh, well, my team's not going to win this year. That's the way I felt. I really was. Like, when they were 3-1, I was like, oh, well, it's over. <laughs> well, <laughs> and out of nowhere, and of course, this, I, don't, I don't dislike Atlanta as a city, people, or anything of the sort. But, dang, it's something on the city and, and their professional teams because they, they just blew it, absolutely blew it. This is the world series you can get a world series trophy and you blow a 3-1 lead so uh, yes they should feel like they lost a championship i agree i definitely agree they should feel like they lost a championship at the least um they really could have built off of this if they would have won this and uh carried that momentum into the uh world series because i mean to have somebody come back and win three games straight after you have already been up Three to one. That's just embarrassing. And it seems like whatever, uh, for lack of a better word, virus that's running around Atlanta is is spreading from the Falcons now to the Braves um, and whatever other teams they have in the city. They just blow leads. And that's what it seems like they're the best at. Um, And the the Atlanta Braves, they should really be kicking themselves. And they just never know when they're going to get back there. Well, uh, welcome to the club. 
Um, <laughs> sit, sit down the Braves along with the Clippers, who uh, blew a 3-1 lead, who also the Golden State blew a, a 3-1 lead uh, along with – and they're in baseball and they, uh, they blew a, a 3-1 lead. <laughs> and you got the uh, – and then there's another team. Who's the other team? Oh, uh, The Thunder the did Cl- it. The Thunder, yeah, the Thunder, they also blew a 3-1 lead. Hey, just welcome to the club. Uh, the the city's a little cursed right now. When it well, comes the Clippers to did it twice. What, they blew, yeah, 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 they blew a 3-1 lead uh, with Doc Rivers twice, right? Yep, with yep. Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, two, DeAndre Jordan. Two errors, two errors <laughs> of uh, teams. Yeah, they said that was enough. You know, we got to get rid of him. He's not the coach that we thought he was. But yeah, the Atlanta well, Braves—they they just got to do better. Yeah, so you see me repping when uh, my Braves—sorry, not my Braves, oh, fuck, I actually forget. did see that though. Uh, when my uh, <laughs> when my Dodgers when my Dodgers are gonna uh, win this World Series, I, I I'm gonna love it. That I'll be will be repping these teams all year long. I just got that uh, Kobe um, Mamba jersey too. Okay. But, you know, they were kind of cocky wearing those Mamba jerseys in that game five, but ended up losing. <laughs> yeah, they shamed uh, Kobe that day. They were, <laughs> they were undefeated, and they shamed Kobe that day. And really, uh, it was on Danny Green. Danny Green really shamed uh, um, Kobe. Kobe. He could have, I, I say to this day, he could have been Ray Allen. He could have been Ray Allen, the most clutch shot ever. Because if you you finalize a finals with a three-pointer like that and they they would say your 15 million was worth it even though he's missed so many shots and if he would have did that with the uh the mamba uniforms they're undefeated in the mamba uniforms and i trust me they really 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 wanted to celebrate in the mamba uniforms with the chair with the trophy and it took something away yeah i mean it would have been a storybook ending but you still want it anyway yeah, that's why I said it was slightly lackluster if you're looking at the Lakers all throughout the playoffs. Like, they just were slightly just over-dominant. Over not, not dominant-dominant. They just, they just were better. <laughs> that's it. They just, they just kept being better uh, than the other team. And now everybody else just was a lot of entertainment. Yeah, and I think one thing that really helped them was them being able to be a team that can adjust to any other team. I can go head-to-head with your bigs, or I can go head-to-head with your small lineup. So mm-hmm. that's what really helped them. I agree. And maybe there were some some iconic moments, like uh, with the Lakers, where AD hit the three-pointer for the win. That was nice. But really, like, thinking back, at most, I'm thinking about when LeBron would make impressive dunks. Outside of that, I can't think of too many overly iconic things the Lakers did during a playoffs, like where they had the overly overcome. No, I mean, they were pretty much in control of almost every single series. So, yeah, I mean, they they came out on top. But that's it for So You Think You Know Sports. We'll now, we'll now move it along to the trivia questions. Alex comes up with the questions. They're all multiple choice. I try to give it my best guess and give you a little bit of commentary. But you can go ahead and go with that first question, Alex. Okay, question one. Which NFL team has had the longest drought from making the playoffs in NFL history? A, the Saints, B, the Cleveland Cleveland Browns, or C, the Buffalo Bills? Well, um, 
I know the Saints were the Aints at one point. Um, I'm not sure how long that was. The Browns have been trashed for a very long time. Um, but I think they might have made the playoffs within the past 15 years. And the Bills, they just recently have come on as of late. So I don't know. This one is kind of hard. Uh, but you can go ahead and ask that question one more time. Okay. So which NFL team has had the longest drought for making the playoffs in NFL history? A, the Saints, B, the Cleveland Browns, or C, the Buffalo Bills? Well, um, I'm going to throw the Saints out. I mean, that could be the answer, but I just don't know. Um, But the Bills and the Browns, they've had a long history as of late of not making the playoffs. But the Bills have made the playoffs, I think, the past two or three years. Um, And I'm just not sure about the Browns, but, you know, they've been trashed for a long time. So I'm going to go with the Browns for my final answer. Incorrect. Uh, Is it the Saints? It's the Uh, Saints. They they had 20 years where they did not make the playoffs. Now, right now, what's crazy is the – well, not that they are – have not made the playoffs, but the two teams that are tied are the Browns and the Bills with 17, but they broke it at some point. I think the Browns is still going, but Buffalo has broken theirs. I'm not exactly sure who's still going, though. I'm pretty sure definitely the Browns. The Bills made the playoffs the past couple of years. Yeah, so there's a, they're tied at 17, and but at one time the Saints did not make the playoffs for 20 years. Dang. I just wasn't sure about them. <laughs> yeah. I thought that would be slightly hard, but possibly not. Uh, but question two, who was the last NBA East team to beat LeBron James in a playoff series? A, Boston Celtics. B, the Orlando Magic, or C, the Toronto Raptors? Of course, you're going to laugh on that. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I mean, he pretty much own, owns them. I mean, exactly. LeBronto. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I, so... I was giving you one. I was throwing you up one. There. I thought, hey, let's throw you up one. <laughs> yeah, just go ahead and cancel that one out. That's like a phone on a friend or something. But um, <laughs> let's see. The Celtics. I mean, he's been to the finals so many times, so it has to go back a long time. Um, it had to be the time around whenever he went to the Heat because they went to the finals every year. Um, I don't think it's actually the Celtics. I, I think it's the Magic, but go ahead and go with that question one more time. Okay. So who was the last NBA East team to beat LeBron James in a playoff series? A, the Boston Celtics, B, the Orlando Magic, or C, the Toronto Raptors? Yeah, just throw out the Raptors. Um, that's LeBronto. Le- LeBronto Raptors. Um, Celtics, I mean, he had a lot of good uh, playoff series with them, but they made the finals every single time um, whenever he was with the Heat. So I'm going to go with the Magic. They... They ended LeBron's career in Cleveland the first time. Correct. It is the Orlando Magic. That year, the Boston uh, Celtics actually won the East, but they did not face LeBron because he lost against the Orlando Magic. And 
to update, that was the first uh, time around when he was in Cleveland, but he has not lost one playoff series against the Eastern Conference since 2010. That's a long time with dominance. Of course. And the last question here, question three, who has the most NBA All-Star MVPs? A, LeBron James, B, Kobe Bryant, or C, Michael Jordan? Hmm. Um, I don't know. (laughs) 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 Uh, It it was seeming to be easy, but no, it's not that easy. Uh, No, no, it's not that easy. Uh, They all have played in a whole bunch. I don't have too much to say about this one. Um, Go ahead and ask that question one more time. Okay. So who has the most NBA All-Star MVPs? A, LeBron James, B, Kobe Bryant, or C, Michael Jordan? It's going to have to just shoot in the dark. I'm going to go with the Mamba, Kobe Bryant. Correct. It is correct. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mamba. Rest in peace, Mamba. Yes, he has four. And uh, the four were the 2002 NBA All-Star Game. 2007, 2009, and 2011. He has four of them. Okay. Uh, what about the other ones? LeBron and Michael Jordan. Uh, they both have three. Okay. I was thinking it was two for LeBron. and Well, I he might have two. I'm not too sure on it. I was. I really just looked at the person who had the most. <laughs> I knew oh. it wasn't LeBron. <laughs> I knew it. But I, I think it's – I know he has at least two, but I'm not sure on whether he has three – and I'm pretty sure Michael Jordan does have three. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, so two for three. Just kind of tripped me up with the ain'ts. But, you know, I'll, I'll try to get through the next time. But that's it for Think You Know. So that's it for So You Think You Know Sports. See you next week.